Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Rams and White Finance for Property Investors podcast. Just to note this episode is for intermediate use only. Um, it's a pleasure to welcome Adrian Maloney to, who's joined us today. Adrian is the Group Sales Director at One Savings Bank. For those who don't know who One Savings Bank is, they're made up of Kent Reliance, Interbay, Precise Mortgages, who we use on a day-to-day basis for a lot of our property investor clients who are funding or looking to purchase or refinance projects here in the UK. I thought it would be great to get Adrian on. He can show us kind of what the bank's doing at the moment in the current market, their products, their proposition, and uh, hopefully can give you some input into kind of what's going on in the market. So Adrian, welcome to the Ramsey White Podcast. Thanks for having me, Joel. Really appreciate the invite. Brilliant. So for those who don't know yourself and who want Savings Bank Card, do you want to give them a little insight to, to the bank and your role at the Yeah. Area? Yeah, so I, I'm the group sales director. Um, I oversee all of the intermediary, uh, I, I guess, sales operation for, for the three brands, Kemp Reliance, Interbay and Precise, where we, we only deal through through intermediaries. Um, and I'm in charge of the BDMs that, I guess, pre-COVID would go and uh, see brokers in their, their office, probably doing a little bit more virtual appointments and on the, on the phone at the moment as we, we sit in a, a, a lockdown at, the, at present. And I'm responsible for all the telephony support that the brokers get. So the inquiries that go into the various um, call centers um, and just making sure from, I, I guess, your client's point of view, Joel, that we have, we give you that support to make sure their, their deals get through from start to finish. And they have, a, a, I guess, a, a good experience of using the, the bank's brands. Yeah, I guess that there's been so many changes in the market at the moment. Uh, one of the key things that our clients need is that, that information to to be able to proceed. So having that kind of telephone support, email support on hand to access like new products coming out, lender like criteria changing, and then we can feed that back to the clients. It's really, really helpful. Um, so you guys are kind of all set up working from home now at the moment. How's, how's kind of lockdown had an impact on? Yeah. I, 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 so we, 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 excuse me, Joel, we, we have um, certain um, employees that are working from home um, as per the, the, the government guidelines. We do have staff in the office. I'm in the office today, for example. Um, so it's a COVID secure um, office um, and you know, plenty of room to socially distance, actually, if you, if, if you wandered around the office. So we, we have underwriters working in here. We have the telephony team working in there. Um, that are essential to the, uh, I guess, the, the our customer uh, uh, engagement point of view. Um, but that's, 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 it's really helped us. We've had a lot of people who, who've wanted to work in, in the office for various reasons. You're probably experiencing yourself that camaraderie, that, that team um, ethos that has served us so well as a, as a business. And what it's meant is that, you know, from a processing of mortgage um, point of view uh, and, and applications, we've been able to do reasonably well. There's, uh, I think, some lenders out there, you'll probably experience it more than me, that have got um, some, some quite big backlogs. Um, we've managed to maintain, a, a, I guess, a good uh, service level slightly. You know, we, we're affected by supply chains. So, you know, um, I guess during lockdown mark one, if we want to call that, physical valuation stopped. Um, that isn't the case this time around. So surveyors can still go out, value properties, get the reports back to us probably takes them a little bit longer because quite often it's more difficult to to get appointments Joel you can imagine tenanted properties and things like that but we have a, a, a you know a body of staff within the offices here who are doing you know I must say a great job at making sure we're able to get these mortgage um, applications processed mortgage offers out 
completions done. Um, and, you know, we're, 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 I don't think from a, from a broker point of view or a market point of view, we're seeing a quite, uh, I'd like to say, buoyant market as investors perhaps that take advantage of the stamp duty um, holiday that's there at the moment, or indeed to take the opportunity to look at the, the rates that are out there at the moment. You know, it's a, it's a good time to be a landlord with a choice of products that are there. Definitely. Okay, cool. So let's just, let's come back to, so One Savings Bank then. So mm. for those who don't know, who, who are One Savings Bank? Where are they located? So, 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 so One Savings Bank um, is, I guess, the overarching bank of which our lending brands that, that we touched on, Kemp Reliance, Interbay and Precise Trade Under. But also we offer um, savings accounts through, um, you know, charter savings and through the Kemp Reliance savings brand. So, you know, we, we do mortgage lending and we offer savings to, to, to clients. And, um, you know, we're, we're listed on the FTSE 250. Um, but that is the, that, that's the overarching bank. I think, um, you know, to, uh, from a client's point of view, we are a bank. We abide by the, 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 the banking rules and the lending brands are a part of the strands underneath that, that we, I guess, diversify our products and our propositions depending on what offering a client wants. Yeah, okay. So in terms of the, 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 the brands underneath it, so Kemp Alliance, Interbay, Precise, they're kind of in the specialist market. The, yeah. A lot of our clients, kind of portfolio landlords, yeah. um, HMO landlords, commercial landlords. Um, what kind of tell us a bit more about these brands then, and what they're kind of offering in, in yeah. the market? Sure. So we 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 offer residential products through um, Kemp Reliance um, and um, Precise Mortgages as well. So quite big players for people who want, I guess, slightly more complex circumstances than they find on the high street. Um, through all three brands, we have a buy-to-let offering. So, um, you know, we, we, I think you touched on it there. We, I, I think, you know, when you, when you look at Precise and Kent um, in particular, because Interbay is, is, is a commercial brand, we call it Interbay Commercial, although it does, does buy-to-let, it tends to be what you would call quite large blocks of property, specialist uh, accommodation, or, or a portfolio all within one account number. Kent Reliance and Precise Mortgages are probably the volumetric players for us. So, you know, um, Precise Mortgages, um, it's, uh, if you like, very automated decisioning, quick yes or no. Uh, I guess you know it yourself, Joel and the team from using Precise. Um, uh, very automated decisions and, and very rapid in the number of, of, of I guess, widgets or, or cases that flow through that. Kent Reliance, um, again, in its buy-to-let offering, very, uh, uh, you know, competitive criteria. Um, we see a lot of repeat clients on the Kemp Reliance brands. People like to build their portfolio that they like the manual underwriting that we offer in particular around that, the ability to offer flexibility, I guess, of decision to look at the bigger, the bigger picture. Um, and then, as I said, you know, it tears nicely in, 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 into Interbay where we do our larger HMOs. So, you know, the, uh, I guess the 10 bed plus up to 20 bed and the ability to look outside of that number of uh, units as well in a, in a HMO if you wanted to. Um, also within that brand, we look at semi-commercial. So, you know, that's quite a, a sizable market where perhaps it's an owner-occupied business, perhaps owns a restaurant or takeaway at the bottom, two flats uh, uh, above the ability to, to, to underwrite those. Um, and of course, you know, we, we have quite a good commercial back book there where we lend on people which, you know, it may be a, 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 I guess, a, a retail industrial unit, an Amazon type unit is probably uh, uh, quite popular at the moment. So the three brands do slightly different things, um, play in the same market, but have a lot of touch points. So, you know, we, we, we consider ourselves 
right the way across the, the three brands, buy-to-let specialists, catering for those more, in the main, those more complex buy-to-let um, applicants' needs or something that just needs a little bit of a touch that you don't perhaps get through the, the, the main high street brands. So, okay, brilliant. Thank you for that. And, and in terms of the, so let's go through, say, Precise, they were doing bridging pre-COVID, kind of come away from that. It, that I, I've seen they relaunched the... Yeah, the, yeah. So, the so, 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 yeah, so we've just gone back into, in, 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 into the bridging market. Precise, probably a market leader and one of the biggest players in the, I can call it short-term um, lending market. Um, and, you know, uh, we've had to manage capacity uh, across our brands, um, and come back in when the moment's right. So I think, you know, as a lender, we've been fortunate enough that we, we, we are part of a bank to be able to take a considered approach, um, manage our pipeline. Service is remarkably important to us, Joel, and drop in the propositions as, we've ready, uh, as we're ready and come back into the market. I mean, you know, we've been open all the way through lockdown. We've been lending all the way through COVID. Um, and it's, that's, that's been important to us. But what we've had to do is manage some of the capacity in some of the product sectors. So actually getting the, the, um, the bridging back out there, 65%, we've already seen strong demand um, for that, that product. Um, you know, the, the, the team, the bridging team at Precise have got years of experience in terms of putting deals together. Um, and that's flowing quite nicely. And, uh, you know, as you, you're, you're probably aware, we, 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 we've just gone back into semi-commercial where on, on the Interbay brand where we're able to look at the commercial element of rent on the property. So we were in there, we've increased the LTV to 70% on that proposition, but instead of just looking at the residential element of the, the income, we're now able to take the commercial income as well. And I think that will be a, a, a popular product for the right client. Yeah, I think that is really popular. We're seeing a lot of semi-commercial inquiries at the moment. Um, but a lot of the lenders are just working off the residential income yeah. element of that building to give them a max loan, which uh, in some cases it's fine on the stress test, but a, a number of other cases it, it doesn't work. So actually, what what was the the like kind of view around? Okay, well actually we feel comfortable because um, I appreciate you, you guys have lent through COVID, um, uh, you know, and, and lenders have had to adapt, take a cautious approach. Yeah. Actually, my like kind of view is on that is that well if they if they trade sensibly, then actually they'll be here on the other side, which is good business. Yeah, so we, we, we have, an, again, to go back, I think a lot of this comes down to the experience of the various teams we've got in, in the brands. And we also have a, an in-house um, surveying team um, who've been able to give us guidance on the type of, uh, I guess, real estate or asset class that is sensible to lend upon in, in, in terms of commercial. And what we've tried to be is, is really clear in the, the, the types of commercial that we use. So, you know, pharmacies um, I talked earlier about the sort of uh, warehouse or industrial type uh, units offices um, where we can see a, a track record and indeed sort of what I would call um, the suburban type shop uh, or retail outlets rather than perhaps some of the big high street ones that have been um, more affected or shopping centers um, and things like that so we've got a really good good team there what they're able to do is uh, uh, I guess the initial application or initial agreement in principle stages, we get them to vet the property, make sure that, the, the, that it's something we're, we're happy to, to proceed on subject to, to the, obviously the, the detailed report. And I think that gives your clients, Joel, and you as, as a client of the bank, that clarity right at the very start as to whether or not we're going to do a deal on, on, on that asset class. And I think that's in the current climate, climate, that is one of the most important things, having that assurity rather than going through a process, spending clients' money, and then not being able to proceed. So, um, you know, we've, we've leaned 
heavily on their expertise. As I said, we've got a good underwriting team down there, which has enabled us to, to get this product back out to market. And I'm really pleased about it. Yeah, no, brilliant. Sounds good. Uh, I think another thing on the commercial side or semi-commercial is how much is the tenant willing to pay or if they're doing a refurb in that, in that property, it kind of shows how committed they are to their own business and making it a success when they kind of put, I guess, money into the deal. Yeah. How it's going to look. I find that quite interesting when construction deals. Yeah, I think, I think you know, as, as lenders, we always like to see clients having some skin in the game. The more skin they've got in the game, they're generally more committed. I think, you know, uh, one of the bits that, that, that comes up quite often is why do you ask for a personal guarantee? Again, I think that is a commitment when someone's prepared to put pen to paper. I mean, it's a common part, as you know, Joe, in the, the buy to that market, particularly around uh, people. And we, we see a lot of people now looking to, to purchase in an SPV. Um, and again, it's just that commitment that goes in that they're committed to the deal themselves. Yeah. So yeah, talking about like the SPVs then, we've got uh, we've got an estate agency business in the background and one of the clients of that business is, is a portfolio landlord offloading 33 properties. And one of the reasons that they are offloading them is because of Section 24 and the tax changes and the impact that's going to have. So he's offloading, wants to reinvest the money back via an SPV to be more tax efficient. Um, obviously, uh, we are now seeing more and more clients operate through an SPV. I guess you guys are as well offering products in that space. When it comes to kind of SPVs, independent legal advice, PGs, do you want to talk a bit around that? Like what client? So someone who's, because what we always get asked is, I want to get into property investing. I'm setting up a <laughs> company. Um, first thing I say is, you know, get tax advice around it. Yeah. That's the right fit for you. Just because everyone else is doing it, it's not always the right right fit. And obviously then you have certain products that, that operate in that space. But then the bank's going to want to know. I think some people think that just having a limited company means that there, there is a liability. That the, the risk yeah. It's not yeah. quite... I, no, I mean, we, we've seen a demand for, for limited companies, particularly in people, I guess, purchasing following the changes a, a, a few years ago. I, I kind of shy away from giving my opinion in some ways on that, because I, I think you, you've touched on it there. Look, the, the, the key in a, in, a, in a property transaction for an investment now is getting sound mortgage advice from the likes of yourself, Joel. And that's really important to source the whole of the market for the most uh, appropriate um, product. It's also about getting sound tax advice um, and getting advice from someone who's qualified um, and, and knows what they're doing. Because, you know, that, the way in which you structure what is an investment needs professional advice that sits um, side by side with it. Then you can determine what's the most appropriate product or the most appropriate lender. Um, and the client has had the, the assurity that they've had the, the correct tax advice or positioning their investment in the right way. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think... It is really key because to speak hand in hand with your mortgage advisor and your accountant, because sometimes a company or group structure might be the most tax efficient, but might not be the funding might not be available in that structure for your strategy. So for your, the business model might be buying small HMOs or buy to let let's in the valleys, but actually lenders at that loan size might not appreciate a, a group structure because they want more simplicity in the transaction. And, and I think that the whole buy-to-let market has become more professionalized over the last few years. I think you probably agree with me on that, Joel. You are seeing people building bigger portfolios. You're seeing them put them in, in different structures. Um, and I guess that's why specialist lenders and, and the use of specialist lenders has, has grown because, you know, we have people who have understanding of that, you know, and we do, you know, we do ask to make sure people have had the, the, the correct tax advice and evidence of that at, at times, depending on the, the nature of the transaction, because, 
transactions become more complex and I'm sure you're seeing many different ways and uh, and ways in which companies are set up and, and, and done to do property transactions. No, absolutely. Uh, and in terms of the, the professionalism, yeah, we're seeing a lot more, I think it's quality of the product that's coming to market um, because of the competition. So the client's yeah. actual portfolios are not, they're not just like, you know, the, previously it was like the rent it and forget it approach. And now it's more, um, they're taking, uh, you know, a, poor, a pragmatic approach to what is needed in this current market to get attention and then get that portfolio let. So the quality is good. And obviously they're, they're trying to recycle their capital as well. So they, they want to get a better valuation. And obviously if it's in better condition, then it's more likely the, the value is going to be kind of higher rather than mediocre. Um, in terms of portfolio then, so it, you, is One Savings Bank, I know from my point of view, you are, but for, I'd like to, you know, for you to share with the audience is uh, how are you supporting kind of portfolio landlords? Because a lot of some lenders have caps on, you know, they can only have four. Yeah, so, portfolio. So, so, yeah so, so we don't, uh, in, in theory, have any upper limit. Um, we will look at each deal on its own basis. We have some very large portfolio customers and, you know, you, you introduce regularly to us as well for people that want to build that. We consider ourselves experts in, 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 in the buy-to-let market and in dealing with portfolio landlords. You know, the brands have won several awards in, in the buy-to-let sectors in their own, own, own rights. Um, and, you know, we have the ability to look at port people who've got portfolios from 1 to 20 to 30, et cetera, and upwards. So, you know, as long as the deal's right, as long as we can look at it and make sure that we, uh, we feel we can support it, then, then, then we look to do it. You know, we... On the larger portfolios, we, we often do, you know, use the, utilize the expertise of our in-house valuation team to look at the, the property stock. And also, you know, we, we've got really experienced underwriters for the bigger deals. They do interviews with the broker and the, the client together to get an understanding of what their future business plan is, as well as looking at, uh, at where they sit in their views on the market now. So we're, we're, I think we're really well positioned to, to, and, you know, one of our sort of bread and butters is, is dealing with portfolio landlords. I think the like the freeway kind of conference calls between the broker the yeah. and the client it really helps give clarity around the deal and it you don't lose any kind of there's no miscommunication and, and, and I, pro I, pro I probably should have flipped back that in the COVID world we obviously do those meetings via channels like Zoom, WebEx and Teams to be fair rather than face to face as much at the moment. Well no absolutely it's just the world we're in at the moment so I think I'm having two or three kind of these type of calls every day which is it's fine it's allowing us to kind of continue our business which is which is great. Um, so it, let's talk about, so in terms of the um, Kemp Alliance, um, a lot of our clients feel that they need to have a landlord experience to get a HMO product. That's a number of lenders, 12 months, 24 months, 36 months experience. But with yourselves in that kind of arm, you will allow first time HMO yeah, we, long yeah we, 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 we do and subject to, to underwriter approval yeah. and, and a look at the bigger part of the case and I think that's I think that's important we, we, we currently lend only up to six bedrooms on on the Kemp Reliance range um, so it's the smaller HMOs in, in, in fairness job but look it, it goes back to that bit of having that expertise to look at the bigger picture and you know you might have people who as you say a first-time landlord who knows a local area, knows that multi-lets is a really good return, might potentially have a very good personal income, for example, um, and may have had previous experience or, you know, as I said, may know that area. And it's all about getting yourself comfortable and knowing the, the, the bigger picture of that applicant. I think that's the beauty of a brand like Kemp Reliance, that, that it has the bit to ask the, you know, you'll know this as, your, as, as a broker. 
if we're going to do a deal like that, it may well hinge on where the LTV point hits. It may well hinge that you're going to get asked additional questions that perhaps you wouldn't for a, a landlord that had seven or eight HMOs in, in that area. And if you can satisfy those, provide the right answers, then we're, we're, we're prepared to look at it. And I, you know, I, I think it's an important sector as well. No, I agree. Um, okay. And I think as well, going back to the six bedroom, I think that's more than suitable for a lot of kind of first time HMO investors. Uh, I did have one inquiry the other day where he was looking to buy a 20 bed HMO, but had no landlord experience. And now you had to break it down. You know, how is it going to be managed? You know, it's maybe it's a yeah. bit more than a side. We, we call it a sidestep when they maybe go from buy to let into HMOs or HMOs yeah. into semi-commercial, but actually going from nothing to 20 bed HMO kind of, you know, it's appetite to risk, I guess, but it's about how do we mitigate that risk? Yeah. Um, so another question I get asked, Adrian, is um, around loans of value. Um, personally, mm. you know, investing in property myself, my clients looking at portfolios, stress tests, you know, 65, 70, 75% is, 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 I think, a good yeah. kind of place to be. Kent Reliance were known for being at 85% pre kind of lockdown. That's kind of been reduced. So the question I, I get asked now is, will they come back to 85%? I guess no one's got a crystal ball, but what's the kind of feeling on, on that? Look. Look, I think, I think Joel, the, 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 the property market we're in at the moment um, is really difficult to predict. So, you know, um, as a result of, of COVID, <coughs> excuse me, you've had the, the likes of the furlough scheme running out there. Um, you've had the payment deferral scheme. Um, and you've had a lot of people pr try to predict what's going to happen with the, the property market. Now, you know, maybe, <coughs> excuse me, the back end of March, beginning of April, people were less optimistic about where house prices were going. Obviously, we've had the stamp duty piece uh, dropped in, which applies to landlords as well. And perhaps there's a, been an accelerated demand over recent months, not just in, in buy select, but in residential, of people wanted to either purchase additional properties, um, remortgage, um, or, or, or move up, up, up and down the housing ladder. What none of us knows, know um, is, with, with full, full assurity, is where the, the, the property values are going. Are we going to see a cooling in 2021? Will we still see this trajectory going? Time will, will, will tell over that. I think, to your point, um, whilst we did have an 85% product on the, on the Kent Reliance brand, you still found quite often because of the, the yield or the return that 75% was where they would, would cap out. I think most landlords, you, you, you've touched on it there as an investor yourself, see that as the normal. There are a few products, I think, out there that, that other lenders have got perhaps slightly higher LTVs, but you will pay a premium for them. And also trying to make the rental coverage work on some of those. Um, if you haven't got the yield, it's quite difficult. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think um, that some of the lenders who offered higher loans of values quickly realised that actually that might not have been the best idea because they were inundated with leads and, and the quality might not have been there as well. And as you said, who knows how this market is going to look in 2021 and i think it's really important to as yourselves have done kind of build a robust business that can be here on the other side of 2021 right so I think we need to, we've and, and, that, and that and that's always been our intention to be fair so you know like yourself you know we, we we're in this for the long term we've got a very strong brands um and, and i think we actually you know with, with what we've got out there we've got a very strong offering in the specialist market with all of our, our products and propositions yeah okay so and and then in terms of like you know <laughs> clients investors can be you know that they have they i was going to say impatient but the, probably the wrong word because they um are trying to get a deal done so they have pressure from the vendor they have pressure from 
uh, other parties, maybe business partners, they have pressure from competition, solicitors, they, they need to push the deal forward. So one of the questions I always get asked is, what's the time frame? What's the turnaround time? And obviously, I normally say, well, how quickly can you get me all the information I need in the documents? And that way, we can pack, package it up accordingly yeah. and help the underwriters um, rather than giving it in dribs and drabs and, you know, and it getting delayed. Um, but I appreciate people working from home, skeleton, and yeah. all this stuff. What's the sort of time frames we're looking at? Well, yeah, look, I, 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 I look right the way across the market. I hear the feedback from brokers about how le certain lenders are doing, how, how there's delays at certain lenders. We've been fortunate enough that we're, we're not in, in that position. You know, we, we tend to turn the AIPs around really quickly, max of 48 hours. Um, you, you, you've hit a really important point, and one of the things on, if, if, you know, as I said, the, the precise system, the system generates quite a quick decisions, so the dip is really quick if you if you put it on there. Then it's about getting the documentation on um, and, and the survey back. Um, whereas slightly different because we operate on different platforms, we leave Interbay to, to, to one side because I think um, in, in, in terms of the Interbay uh, model, the, 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 the volume through that is a smaller percentage. The other two, the, the, the two are bigger brands. But what you, you as, as you know, on, on the Kemp Reliance system, you have to provide a basic list of documents to proceed to, to application. And what that's enabled us to do is um, speed up our turn, turnaround times from um, application to offer. I caveat that with the time that at the present, it's taking surveyors at times to get surveys back. Because particularly in, uh, and I think I touched on it earlier, particularly in the buy-select market, um, and particularly with, you know, if you look at HMOs, being able to value a HMO in a COVID secure way with a vacant property is quite difficult to organize. And I think, you know, I'd be the first to put my hands up and say, I think surveyors have done a fantastic job um, during this period because it's, it's, it's not an easy ask. They had a massive backlog to, to deal with in the months where they weren't able to go out um, and do the, the, do the surveys for the market. So, um, you know, it's really difficult to pinpoint average turnaround from application to offer, but I think when I look at our peer group um, across the market, we are really well positioned. Um, as I said, we're fortunate enough to have staff in the in, in the office that are able to help us process those loans, which have uh, which has put us in a in a particularly good position over the uh, over the summer and going into the autumn. And of course, what what we've done is, you know, we've managed the product lines as well. You know, um, what we don't want is, you know, you see your service drifting out. And you don't do anything about it. So if you go back to July, we actually took the opportunity um, to well, we, we we priced products up because we wanted to maintain a service level to you guys as brokers, our clients, and to your clients that that ultimately will become customers of the bank. I think that's a good good point actually about the pricing products up. So it's so that you put the rates up slightly to slow the traffic down so you could actually manage your existing clients right and the, the deals in yeah. but i think that reflected in the market in maybe a negative way to some clients or newspapers or because it, they feel like lenders putting rates up because of covid as in um thinking that it was that it was going to have a negative impact on the down valuations etc but really it's like you know you guys had to manage um the holiday pay payment requests i guess and uh, the valuation delays so actually yeah uh, and I think all lenders have an infinite capacity, as you said. Not everyone has people in the office. You know, when you, you look at an underwriters and the way they work, they, they, they quite often have two screens. Um, you know, if you're, if you're sat at home in your, your living room trying to have two screens, do your job and things like that, the, the, the process can take a little bit longer. But, you know, I, I feel we, we, you know, we've handled um, our processing during the, the, the pandemic really well. 
Um, you know, we've listened to brokers. Um, we've managed pipeline. We've, you know, I, I've got 30 odd BDMs that, that work for me. They've been there to help brokers with their, their, their cases. And we've been able to get things out in an orderly fashion. And I think that's, um, that's held us in really good stead, in my opinion. I agree. Um, and then for those who don't know, the BDMs are the business development managers who, who work Sorry, yeah. of, the, uh, of, the, of the banks and they help the kind of brokers uh, position the deals of the underwriters and help speed up the process. So we do rely heavily on them. And I know it's been challenging for them as well, because at the end of the day, they used to being on the road, five or six meetings, maybe a day. And um, now, again, it's working from home. Maybe you have like, you know, some children running around. You've got the pets there. You've got your, your spouse there who's kind of, uh, also working from home so it's definitely been a tricky environment but we, you know people are still pushing through which is which is good to see um obviously across the group you do a lot of funding uh, a lot of applications on a daily basis a weekly monthly basis which is great to see um what trends are you seeing in terms of the various business models from commercial semi right to let hmo multi-unit freehold blocks are you, are you seeing anything more than I was even on the residential part, I guess, if, you, if you're in that space as well. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, good, uh, good demand in uh, affordable housing, whether that's help to buy or shared ownership, which we do through Precise and, and Kent Reliance in the, in the respective um, product streams. Um, we are seeing people look to, in, in the residential market, move to bigger homes with bigger gardens. I think um, lockdown one probably spurred a lot of people onto that and perhaps, you know, People looking for, for for capital raising for those home offices in the in the, at the bottom of the the, the garden, um, being a key one in in in, in residential. Buy lets continued as a sort of normal. I think. Um, I, I don't think the investor market ever really slowed down. I think investors, even going into COVID, were um, structuring portfolios, getting cash out, looking for opportunities, and, and we still see a mixture between remortgage and purchase. Some people looking to do purchases as an investor because you know, the stamp duty can be really beneficial in terms of the overall cost. Other investors, as, as we talked about earlier, when we talked about calling the market and calling um, uh, house price values, actually look at take money out because they think the moment will be better in six months or 12 months time. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think the, the, the buy to let market is very robust, very strong these days, given that it had, has gone through a previous downturn with the, 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 the credit crisis. Actually, what, you're, what we've seen with this is that the, the mortgage market paused in the main because surveys weren't there, but activity has picked up really, 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 really quickly and probably as a sector um, has continued to perform really well. Yeah, no, I agree. We had probably one of our best, well, we did have our best month since trading uh, last month. The activity, you know, we've grown as a team, we've expanded the office, um, we've taken on more clients, more introducers. So... Our, our clientele seem to be just pushing through uh, because they're, at the end of the day, their business is property. And if the market's still open, they can, the values are still going to go out there, then they're still going to create opportunity for the clients. And obviously, if the funding is still available, decent loans of values and the rates are still competitive, then that makes sense to them. And, and I think you flip back to the bit there, you know, for a lot of people and probably a lot of your clients, a lot of the clients we see property is their business. So they're keeping their business going. They're adapting it to the, the, the circumstances and, you know, looking at the opportunities or, or you know, as, as you know, Joel, the cost of funding is still remarkably good value in the buy to let market. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, we have seen some lenders put up the rate slightly, but I think it is strongly to do with the, the amount of the 
inquiries that they're getting and they need to slow down that thing to yeah. service the clients. Yeah, I mean, we're in a slightly slightly more fortunate position not to go into the actual rates, but we've been able to, to launch some um, uh, sort of autumn specials through Precise. And we've recently um, brought out some new rates, as you know, as well, through the, the, the Kemp, Kemp Reliance brand. And both of those have, uh, uh, have been seen to be really popular by our broker partners. Yeah, no, very, very competitive, uh, very competitive, which is good news for, for our clients. Um, okay, brilliant. So um, in terms of valuations, then, we've obviously asked about certain trends in the market. Valuations, how are we seeing it? I mean, there's been reports in the news that, you know, is it, is it has the market overinflated? The valuations are kind of getting down value, but we aren't seeing, our valuations seem to be coming in fairly strong. There's been yeah. more than two that have not come in, but there's been a bit more specialist kind of. Uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't really seen any, any difference. I think people's um, perception of the value of their property quite often on a remortgage is quite often where you see um, uh, a, a, perhaps a difference in opinion. I think, uh, I think Joel, a surveyor, would say rather than a down valuation, an accurate market appraisal is probably the term that they would use if you try and appeal them. But I haven't seen any any trends that are, are any different to what I saw um, pre pre COVID or in an ordinary um, an ordinary market. Um, I think what you're seeing is, um, and, and the feedback from some of our estate agency partners to what you said there is, properties are coming on the market and they're going very quickly, and people are paying the asking prices, which probably tells you. Um, that if someone's prepared to purchase a property at that price, the, the valuation isn't going to be a million miles out. Mm, no, I agree. There's, there's definitely a lot of activity. Um, what do they say? It's a seller's market. Uh, we're definitely seeing that via the estate agency at the moment. And I guess some of our clients are saying the same way. In, in, they've had to move locations for their investment portfolio because they can't just get into their kind of into the deals where they used to be able to. Um, so they're kind of having to restructure and rethink. Okay, cool. So in terms of um, payment holidays and bounce back loans. Um, how is One Savings Bank viewing it? I know one hat doesn't fit all. Um, how are you guys kind of looking at that when, when an application comes across? I think you've summed it up really well. One, one, one hat doesn't fit all. And, and that, again, to the, to the nature of, uh, of our business, we look at the bigger picture, we ask the questions. Um, and you know, these were two schemes given um, instructions by the government. We've supported it for our existing customers ourselves. I prefer to refer to it as a, as a payment deferral rather than a, a, a holiday. But, you know, we had a, some of our applicants or our customers that wanted help with their mortgage during this difficult time. And bounce back loans have been made available to sort of self-employed and, and, and businesses. So, you know, we, we, we might ask questions around them. Um, but, you know, I think the, the other bit as a business, we understand them. Um, and that's an, an important part of when we make the assessment on whether we're going to lend to a client or not. Yeah, I think from the client... Uh, and just need to be aware just be completely transparent with your brokers and yeah. um, hey look I took out this bounce back uh, loan or I took a payment holiday um, as advised just to maybe it was because um, you're being cautious about your own business or job in the background and then um, uh, we can kind of have a, a meaningful conversation with the lenders and, and, and kind of say look this is what's happened and hopefully we can proceed if it, if it makes sense. And I think that, you know, transparency and, and we, we see it with most, most, most clients, they're transparent, they're open and honest about their situation and that enables them to get the, the, the finance and to make the lending decision easier and quicker. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Um, obviously, lots of clients, lots of brokers um, still pushing forward. 
any new products coming to market that we should be aware of any anything you want to share with us that kind of that would uh, keep our, our clients happy look I, I just think more of the same joel look we, yeah. we we offer a really good range a really broad range of, of products to support different landlords in particular as we're, we're we're talking about it here um you know we're very competitive we're very much open for business um you know and we're, we're here to support landlords um uh, and brokers alike because they're our end customers and our customers on the front end so you know just continue to watch this space um We'll continue to be innovative um, and we'll continue to support the market. Brilliant, brilliant. I, and on, on that note as well, like one of the things we get asked about is the like refinancing within six months. And I know Kemp Alliance will consider that. Um, maybe if there's been a schedule of works in the background, they can demonstrate an uplift in value. And that really um, is attractive to a lot of investors who are kind of maybe looking to momentum invest, buy properties, add value, and yeah. recycle that capital. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I, I think that goes back to understanding the landlord and his um, his business model. You know, quite often the, the kind of landlord that does that does it as a profession. He's probably got one, two projects on the go. His own firm of builders that are dedicated to to his pro, uh, uh, projects. And once that work's done, actually the property's in in better condition and it's ready to be let out to a you know at a better rental return than perhaps he would have got otherwise. Brilliant. Look, Adrian, I really appreciate your time. You've recovered quite a lot there. I think there'll be uh, there's a lot of value in there for our audience. So I hope they've enjoyed the, the kind of this episode. Yeah, um, and I appreciate that. And uh, like I said, we enjoy working with the One Savings Bank Group and uh, the products they offer our clients. And uh, again, thank you very much for your time. My pleasure, Joel. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, guys.